guys and welcome back to fit with viv and kate we did take a small hiatus from recording and now we're actually on our official season two which i am so excited for (laughs) (laughs) you know for season two i was thinking katie that we would really touch on our best tips in different realms of health and fitness um, and just, you know, give advice to our listeners of the things that we wish we had done in the beginning or things that we do now that we find really helpful. Because I feel like for, you know, the first season, we were really just talking about general health and fitness and things that, you know, we like to talk about. But I really want to you know, hone in on all things nutrition and workouts this season. And like I said, give our very best tips. I love that. And I think hindsight is twenty twenty. So like, as I go through my journey, I, I, I always think about like, oh, I wish I knew that 10 weeks ago. Like that would have been so helpful when I started out. So anything we can share with you all, I think is going to be fantastic. So I think season two will be great. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, there's so many lessons that I learned along my journey. And I think it the natural tendency is to always go back and say oh I wish I had known that I wish I had done that from the beginning but truly nothing teaches more than experience even if someone did tell us at the beginning oh do this I really don't think you learn the lesson as well as you do when you just go through the mistakes yourself not saying that you have to go through the mistakes yourself but that it's just very valuable and you know we always feel like oh I wish we learned that but you don't learn it until you kind of go through the mistakes. So I think it's just part of the process and to really just appreciate that they aren't even mistakes. They're just things that teach you more about how you want to do things and how you don't want to do things. And I know in this episode today, me and Katie are going to touch on our very best tips for working out, lifting weights, especially for women who are beginners in the gym and who've just never really lifted weights or gone in the the weight section because I know it can be kind of an intimidating thing. Um, I don't know what your experience was like in the very beginning, but I know that when you started your journey, um, you were totally new to weightlifting. So how did you get comfortable in the gym? Did it take you a while? Oh, totally. I think when I first stepped in the gym, I felt like I had to like bring in this persona with me of someone who was really confident. I had to walk in there and be like, I own this place. Like I've never been here. I don't know what weights to pick, but I'm here and I'm going to do it. And I think like taking on that like confident persona is what helped me. Cause I think if I went in as scared as I was, I would have walked right back out. So I almost think it's like a fake it till you make it kind of situation. Um, cause I also didn't want to be seen as someone who like didn't know what they were doing. So I really went in there. Like I went in hard and I just like totally faked it till I knew what was happening. I am a huge fan of fake it till you make it because when you tap into that place of, you know what, I'm just going to be that confident person. I really do believe you actually start to emulate that persona and those characteristics that that person would have. And it just, you know, even in the beginning when you feel like you're faking it, I feel like naturally you just kind of become that person. So I think that's honestly one of the best things that, best pieces of advice, especially if you are feeling anxious in the beginning, to really take on, hey, you know what, I may not be feeling confident right now, but that doesn't mean I can't act like a confident person. Because even though it may feel a little foreign and strange to you in the beginning when you step into the gym, there's so much research and evidence and even from our own experiences, mine and Katie's, 
of how much it can really change your outlook and how you actually feel about yourself even if in the beginning you really don't feel confident you do feel like you're faking it by the end of it you do show yourself wait you know I passed or I broke past my fears I really wasn't overthinking anything and I really stepped into that confident shell so whatever you need to do to get there I totally encourage you to do that because I think that's really step one is not questioning yourself in the gym like oh my gosh I'm new I don't know what I'm doing I don't want to look stupid because you have to understand that everyone started out as a beginner absolutely everybody and even if you are doing something wrong even if other people do judge you the thing is that's how you learn through your experience and honestly my best advice is to you is not to look at other people not to think about other people care about yourself and care about your opinion of yourself because you know that you're a beginner you know that you're learning you know that you are doing the very best that you can and that is truly all that matters that's how you learn put your blinders on people I think that's such a good piece of advice I think something that I was doing in the beginning was like looking around at people what exercises were they doing and what what techniques were they using and what did their form look like and I think you can do that to some extent if you feel really lost look at someone on a machine and then follow them afterwards but I'd say be careful because I'd say what I've noticed now is a lot of people around me are using machines or using the cables for for different purposes than I would be using them so you need to be careful not to like think that's the right and perfect way and then replicate that and then end up getting hurt or you're not training the right muscle group or whatever it may be. So I'd say go in with as, as much of a blinder on yourself as you can. Just just focus on yourself and your program and what you're trying to get done because it, it's your journey, not anybody else's. Yes, absolutely. And something that I've learned is that it all comes down to the state of mind that you're in. So for example, like if you're feeling joyful if you're feeling secure if you're feeling confident and you are looking at other people there's nothing wrong with that because then you can get inspiration you can see okay well how is this person doing it and you're because you're already in a state of security you're not going you're not already in that mindset of comparing yourself or thinking of what you're doing wrong but if you are feeling insecure if you are feeling down on yourself and then you look at someone you're automatically going to compare yourself or just think thoughts you're going to think negative thoughts. So I would say there's absolutely nothing wrong with looking at other people and getting inspiration, but you have to first gauge, okay, am I in a place of confidence, feeling good, and am I feeling joyful right now, or am I feeling insecure? Am I feeling uncomfortable? Mm. Because those two states will depend on, will dictate the type of thoughts that you have when you look at other people. Because I know there's some days where I'm like, wow, that looks cool, that looks great, and it's because I'm already in a good mood, so I'm already thinking positive thoughts. But let's say, you know, someone just said something negative to me. I'm already feeling self-conscious. And then I go into the gym and start looking at other people. It's not it's not going to lead to anywhere good. So just be really mindful of what place you're currently in. Are you feeling good? Or are you feeling not so great? Because that can really help you. Maybe I should just put blinders on right now. Or, yeah, it doesn't. I can get inspiration. And I know that it's not going to lead me down, you know, a negative path. Um, Katie, so... When did you start really feeling comfortable in the gym? Like, did you, do you feel like you owned it pretty immediately or did it take you a little while? It probably took me a month. I would say when I got through kind of my first set of programming where I had 
kind of done a little bit of everything in terms of free weights, cables, machines, abs, cardio. Like I had gotten a taste of, of pretty much everything around the gym and it made me definitely more comfortable. I, I remember like I bought new workout clothes. I bought new shoes. Like I think that helped a lot. I bought new, like a new headset. Like I, I did everything I could to like outfit myself with the things I thought that would help me be successful and confident in the gym. So I'd say about a month. And then it's not like I'm completely comfortable every time. Like I think even to this day, two years later, there are some days where I go in and I have a new program and maybe it's a new lift I've never done. And again, I'm brought back to that place of like, Oh God, people know I've never done this before. People can tell, but it's like, they can't, they have no idea and no one cares. Um, so it definitely does take some time. Yeah. And I, I like how you said, I like how you were able to kind of calm yourself from those thoughts because it's going to happen. You're going to have thoughts where they're not productive. They don't feel good. They make you feel insecure. Like, oh my gosh, everyone's going to see that I'm doing this wrong. And I really encourage you to take on the practice of soothing yourself with better thoughts, with the thoughts of they don't care. They're not focused on me. Whatever you need to tell yourself to feel good is truly what matters. Because, I mean, the more I learn about human psychology and how we do everything is we do absolutely everything in our life because we think it's going to make us feel better. Why do we work out? Because we think after we're going to feel better. Why do we want to lose weight? Because we, when we lose weight, we think we're going to feel better. The key is we are doing everything in our life to feel better. So it's really important to understand that that first starts with the thoughts that you have. You pretty much have two categories of thoughts, thoughts that make you feel good and thoughts that don't make you feel good. And so I really would urge you to just take notice of the type of thoughts that you're having because I've noticed that, especially within the gym and being a new time gym goer, new to weightlifting, what you tell yourself will dictate whether you continue on your journey because you are encouraging and you are kind to yourself and you're positive and you're thinking of all the ways that you are improving rather than thinking of all the ways that you're doing it wrong or this person or how slow it's taking, you know? So just be really mindful of your thoughts because they are going to dictate whether you actually stick to this long-term and you actually find the joy in it, you know, because workouts can, they can be seen as either a form of relaxation or self-care, or they could also be seen as a form of like homework or something you don't want to do, or just like another thing to check off. Either way you look at it, both can be true depending on your state of mind. So again, this is just my reminder to you to really be cognizant of your state of mind and how you're feeling. Um, but with that being said, Katie, so I really wanted to ask you, you know, you've been weightlifting now for two years and I want to know what do you do differently now in your workouts compared to the very beginning? I think the biggest change I've made, and especially as I'm in a phase of trying to grow my strength and be better and stronger, I've, I've realized it is okay to try and fail with weight. So I, in the beginning would very much grab a weight and that's what I would have to do. If it was too heavy, so what? You're going to struggle through it. Like your form is going to be bad, but you, that's what you grabbed and you have to finish out. I have realized like pick up a weight, test it out too heavy. Great. Put it back. Try, try a little lighter, too light great, put it back, grab something heavier. Because I think what I was doing in the beginning was looking around me. Again, it goes back to like comparison, looking around, what are other people using when they're doing the same exercise as me? Okay. Well, I don't want to be lighter than them. They have my same stature. They look like me. I should be lifting that heavy. Um, and it was, it was causing me to fail. And I don't like to say fail, but 
it was genuinely putting me in a bad spot. So I realized recently, um, try, fail, try again, figure it out because like you're not tied to the weight you pick up. And what I get from hearing that is focus on what feels best for you because yeah, we use heavier weights than we should because we feel like we're thinking of outer, outer circumstances of not what feels best, but you know, I did this last time, so I should be doing it this time. Or like Katie said, comparing the weight that you're using to the weight someone else is using and feeling like, oh, I like their physique, so I should be using that same weight. Instead, going inward and asking yourself, what is the weight that gives me the absolute best mind-muscle connection? And we will talk a little bit more on mind-muscle connection later on if you don't know what that is. Um, But long story short, it's really just feeling the exercise where you should be feeling it the muscle you should be working and when you go too heavy in weight you'll notice that you stop feeling the exercise in the place that you're supposed to be and instead you're compensating with other body parts because the weight is just so heavy yeah and I think that's exactly where it has come from like I would say in the beginning I don't want to say I was just going with emotions like I did care and I was putting a lot of effort in understanding my body and mind muscle connection but I would say it's more so recently, like really recently we've been working on form and that connection and understanding what parts of the body I'm working and what I should feel. And I think with that, I have had to reduce weight sometimes to, to really make sure that form is there. And we've been working on my program now is a lot of like pausing and a lot of like slow controlled reps. And so with that, again, you have to kind of lower the weight sometimes. So I think I, I really struggled and had to fix my mindset in terms of okay, the heavier weight doesn't necessarily mean you're doing it better and doesn't necessarily mean it's giving you the most growth. And so just kind of understanding that that connection, um, yeah, is really, really important. Viv, when someone starts a program with you and they're just really, they're really freaking out, they've never been to the gym, like what are the tips that you give them when they're first starting? I would say the number one tip is to just get used to the movement. So don't even think about, the amount of weight that you're using you just want to get familiar with the exercises that you're doing get familiar with your body awareness especially if you're someone who maybe if you haven't done any sports you may not have great body awareness which essentially means do you know where your body is in space can you mentally connect to a muscle if I said right now I want you to activate your hamstrings would you be able to do that just standing Uh, Little things like that. Do you have that body awareness where you can activate muscles simply because you know where they are in your body? You have that mind-muscle connection because if you don't, then that's definitely the number one thing you want to focus on first. So let's say, for example, you you have squats, bicep curls, shoulder press. So what I would suggest that you do is that you don't worry about the amount of weight that you're using. Really start with a light weight. And you want to focus on your form during your exercises. Film yourself doing the exercise so that you can compare your ex- your, the way you do it to the way the video tutorial is doing it or whoever you're watching um, that is teaching you how to do it to see what your body actually looks like in space compared to how it feels when you're doing it. I think that's a really great place to start 
just so you can get an idea of, wow, that's what it looks like. That's definitely not how it felt. And then you can adjust your body as needed. But I think taking it slow and taking it light and just focusing on making sure you are doing the movement correctly and most importantly that you are feeling the exercise where you should be for example your quads your hamstrings your glutes are you actually feeling it in the muscle that you're supposed to be working if not it may mean that you need to tweak the way that you're actually doing the form it may mean you need to not be distracted if you are and focus on activating that muscle because I know something that can happen is that as you're working out maybe you're looking around and so even though you are technically doing the exercise you're not even feeling it because your mind is actually focused on watching other people or just maybe you have some worries or stress in your life and you're focused on that instead of focusing on using the muscles during the exercise so I think just honing that skill of mentally focusing on your exercise going slow connecting with the muscle that you're using would be my number one tip for sure and I'd like to ask you how your experience has that been with mind muscle connection because mind muscle connection does not happen overnight it took me personally I mean and I'm still working on it I'm still working on it and it's been over what 10 years now that I've been lifting and I'm still working on it so that's just to say it's a constant work in progress but what has your experience been like yeah, no, it's hard. <laughs> and and there are specific muscles I'm really good with. And there are specific muscles where I'm like, I'm never going to get that connection. So like my biceps, great. Back, pretty good. Glute, have a really hard time. But something you've taught me along the way is like, put your hand on the muscle you're actively training. And like, you should be able to feel that contraction. So especially with like hip thrust, something I've always done, I'll put my hand on my glute where I know I should be feeling that burn. If I'm not, I need to readjust because I think a lot of the times, and this is a very specific example, but with hip thrust, I tend to feel it in my quads. And I know when I start to feel it in my quads, something is wrong and I need to adjust. And so I think that's part of the connection though, is when you realize you're not feeling it where you need to. Like, So so I've gotten really good at, at feeling and adjusting and kind of figuring it out. But that adjustment, if you're brand new, adjusting your routine it is hard like you're gonna do it how you think you're supposed to and even if it feels off you're probably not going to adjust because you feel like you shouldn't or you don't have the expertise to um so that's kind of been the toughest part yeah I completely agree especially because and I will speak on hip thrust specifically as well because that's actually been an exercise that I've really had difficulty connecting my glutes as well um the adjustments are so personal it may mean you need to put your feet out further closer wider you may need to just take the exercise slower lighten the weight there's so many different things and it can be quite difficult to know what that adjustment is obviously that's why it's super helpful to have a trainer who can view your form give you those tips but even even trainers everyone's body type is so specific and individual that the differences in your form can be so minute that it really is just just playing around with different types of form different feet placement um different different speeds different weights until you go oh wait i really really feel it here so i think it's just important to Feel confident that there is no one right way to do something and that you can adjust it as 
needed. But agreed, when you're just starting out lifting weights, you're not even sure how to make adjustments that you're just going to do what is told, how the video shows you what is being explained. And there's nothing wrong with that. Again, especially when you start with lightweight, it just helps you get the body awareness down. And I think that's very invaluable. But definitely understand that there's nothing wrong with making adjustments in how you're doing something, even if it's different than how you're being taught. Because if you feel it in the muscle much more in a certain way, even if it's completely different than how you're being taught, I think there's a lot to be said for that. I really value mind muscle connection over everything else. And obviously that means doing your form correctly, which in my opinion, correct form simply means you are not going to be injuring yourself. You're Mm -hmm. not placing your body in a way where you're likely to injure yourself. That is what I consider correct form because there are several different variations of a single exercise that you can do. So just keep that in mind as you are on your weightlifting journey that, hey, this is what they told me to do. This is what the exercise tells me I should be doing, but I don't feel it how I should be. Perhaps I need to adjust something. And I'd say it's all about building a foundation. I'd say like, like you said, start almost with body weight, get the movements down, build that foundation and then add weights in. I think a huge mistake people make is going in, grabbing a really heavy weight and just kind of flailing your way through it. But I think if you want to do it and you want to do it right, you got to start with the basics. And I'd say like when we first started programming, that's what I think my circuits were. It was, again, it was squats. It was like abs, bicep curls, like the very basics. But then we moved on to more complex motions and movements. And so I think you have to start with the base and then you can grow from there. Don't just don't just dive in and do all these crazy things you've seen on social media. Yeah, I completely agree. There's nothing wrong with the basics, especially if you don't feel comfortable with the more complex movements. If you do feel comfortable, then totally feel free to. Um, but just understand that there is no rush. Mm-hmm. It's all about you and your journey with your body, your journey with you know, your movements and making sure that you're really feeling it and you're feeling comfortable with how you're doing it. You're confident in your movement patterns and then building upon that. So I do like how you say build, you know, starting with the foundation and building upon that. So I do have, you know, I looked up very commonly asked questions that a lot of people have, um, you know, when they first start working out and common questions that I personally get from my own clients when we're starting, And so I wanted us, me, you, Katie, to answer it and see if we have, you know, what is what our personal thoughts are, if we have any differing opinions, you know. (laughs) Um, So the first question is, how often do I need to work out or do I need to work out every day? So I want you to go first. (laughs) (laughs) Still like a pop quiz. Um, So I'd say when it comes to, so... I'm going to take kind of a back road to this answer. I think it's more about consistency than it is quantity. So if you're a three day a week, full body person, as long as you're doing that consistently, I think you're fine. If you're a six days a week because you like to do very individual muscle groups, cool, but stick to that. I think that's kind of the key. Ooh, that's a really good answer. That's a really good answer. (laughs) And to touch on that, just to, you know, give a little bit more explanation. So you really can only hit a body part maximum three times a week if you're doing high intensity. And that's because you just, your body needs to recover, right? You need time 
you need sleep, you need food to recover. And if you're hitting a body part too frequently, you're not giving that muscle the time it needs to rebuild, to rest, to repair. Um, So why Katie said three full body a week is because when you do three full body, you're hitting every body part three times a week, right? But if you're going to split your body parts, so let's say instead of full body days, you have one leg day, one uh, push day. So push would be shoulders, chest, triceps, one pull day, which would be back and biceps. If you split it up in more individually, then you can have more frequent workouts throughout the week because you're not hitting the same body part continuously. So with that being said, my answer to do you need to work out every day is absolutely not. Absolutely (laughs) not. I would say the minimum, honestly, the minimum, and most people say three days a week, but even two days a week, if you go ham on those two days, I think could be very valuable to you, Um, especially if the other days you're still walking, you're still just being active and you're not just laying in bed two days a week could be very can be very 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 effective like I said especially if you are really putting in the work on those two days and I also like to say two days to start off with because I think a lot of people feel so overwhelmed like oh my gosh I need to to to, for my workouts to count I need to go in at least five times a week any less I shouldn't even work out at all because it's (laughs) not even going to matter and that's usually the mindset that I see with a lot of people so I will tell you right now, even twice a week is amazing because if you can get twice a week down, it means eventually you'll be able to do three and then eventually you'll be able to do four. But I think a lot of people forget that any start is a great start because you can build upon a start. But if you never even start, then you cannot build upon that. So, no, you absolutely do not need to work out every day. Um, I personally work out four to five times a week. And at one point I worked out six to seven times a week and I actually had absolutely awful workouts because Mm -hmm. I never let my body rest. I was so burnt out and because I was in the gym all the time, I just, I never had that feeling of missing the gym. So I was just kind of resentful of being there because I felt like I had to be there every day. But it's when you take that break and you start to miss the gym a little that when you come back you actually get really excited and you have great workouts so there's so much benefit to resting and you know even missing the gym a little so how often do you work out right now katie so i think my program is for four to five days um right now i'm injured though so i am on a two-day situation which in the beginning i was like oh my god only two days like i'm gonna die i'm gonna get fat again and I'm going to whatever, but it's actually been really, really great. It's been some forced recovery that I think I've needed really badly, but I, I will also say those two days now are like killer workouts. I push so hard. My body loves to be there and my body is giving me more than it's given me before. So while I feel like the volume is less, I'm getting more, I think. And, I, and to your point, I'm way excited to get in again. I feel like I've re ignited that passion so I know that when I'm healed and recovered I'm gonna get in there and like totally crush it so right now I'm on two days (laughs) oh I love that you are a shining example of what I just said (laughs) and yeah when you work out twice a week and you know that you only have two workouts there's some you know your mind kind of goes well I only have two workouts a week so I better make these count versus oh well I'm gonna be here every day so like I can kind of half-ass it so really do not underestimate the power of few workouts but really effective 
workouts because that's exactly what Katie's doing right now twice a week but when she goes in those two times she kills it so I just love that you're an absolute shining <laughs> example um so one of the other questions that I wanted us to answer was how much weight should I use when strength training because I'm pretty sure you had this question I don't know if you actually asked me but I'm sure in your head you thought about that in the very beginning so what is your answer how much weight should someone be using when strength training well, I think I kind of answered this earlier. It's like you kind of just have to feel it out. Like I would say use enough weight where you can. Oh, wait. Okay. Let's say that I, you are like totally new to the gym. This is your first week. No weight. <laughs> just kidding. What was your I point? mean, that's not a bad, that's not a bad answer depending <laughs> on the exercise. But I, okay. So you have, uh, let's say, yeah, shoulder press. Okay. So what would your method be when you're going in? You've never done shoulder press before. What would your advice be to someone who who just got their program, has never done an exercise, and they're like, what weight should I use? Um, my advice is go light. <laughs> like, How light? Like I would say I used – I probably used a 10 pound for shoulder press and I, but I think you, you grab it, you look at how many reps you're trying to hit. You try to understand your rep max. You try to understand like how far you get to failure. If you picked a weight and you're doing 50 reps before you hit failure, go up a little bit. But I'd also say you need to be conscious of your form. Cause again, if you go up and sure you can hit your reps with, with a heavier weight, but your form is shit go down. So like, I don't think there's a specific weight to grab, but I would, I would lean lighter than heavier. Okay, so I want to clarify upon that because I think if you are listening and you're a total beginner, that may not make sense. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> doesn't make sense to me either. <laughs> well, you're two years down the road, so you have to put yourself in the shoes of someone who doesn't even know what a rep max is or yeah. any of this. So let's just say, for example, you are doing shoulder press and you are supposed to do 10 reps of a shoulder press. You have never done it before. My advice is probably just grab the lightest weight that there is, which is usually five pounds. So you're going to do five pounds of those, and you're going to do those 10 reps, okay? So on the 10th rep, the, the last rep to the last two reps, you should feel like you really cannot do any more reps. Physically, you are gassed out. Your muscles are tired. There's just no way. So when you grab those five pounds and you do those 10 reps of shoulder press, on the ninth or 10th rep, you should feel like you cannot do anymore. So with the five pounds, let's say you're on the 10th rep and you're like, honestly, I could probably do 10 to 15 more reps. Then you know you should go up. And obviously, there, this is not a perfect science. Should you go up to seven and a half pounds? Should you go up to 10 pounds? Should you go up to 15 pounds? It's really going to be a trial and error process. If you are a total beginner, I like to go in small increments simply because you are just learning your body. It's okay if you didn't go super heavy. It's okay if you didn't feel like you were super challenged. Again, you're just learning the movement. You're just learning your body. You're just getting comfortable in the gym and holding weights. So I always say to be a little bit more conservative in the beginning simply because and there's just no rush. There is no rush. Again, you're learning. So as long as you're really taking notes of how everything feels, I think that's the most important thing. But definitely to start light, to go lighter in increments. Um, but as Katie said earlier, when you pick up a weight and you immediately can tell, oh, this is way too light <laughs> or, oh, this is way too heavy, don't feel that you need to continue the entire set of reps with that same weight. 
like let's say you've done two reps or three reps and you're like this is too light feel free to go back and switch the weights you have five pounds you're like nope five is too way too light so I'm gonna go to 15 pounds what you can do is finish off the rest of the reps with that 15 pounds or you can start the set over entirely with the 15 reps I am a fan of both depending on how fatigued you feel so if you don't feel fatigued at all from those first few reps that you did with the five pounds feel free to start the set over but maybe you grabbed a decently a decent weight and you are slightly fatigued then finish the rest of the reps with the heavier weight hopefully that makes sense that was perfect thank you Cle- <laughs> clearly one of us is a trainer and one of us just works out sometimes <laughs> well no I mean obviously that is our dynamic right but I, I still yeah. like to hear from your perspective yeah. because I'm sure people can relate to what you're saying especially I'm I'm talking to a total 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 beginner which is good. Everybody, everybody's there. Like everybody's at that point. And honestly, even as you're speaking, I'm two years in They're There are fantastic reminders for me. Like I am someone that like, I know I just said this, but like, I always think I have to do the heaviest weight, the most reps, like, but it's not true. And I would say something you've really pushed home with me is like, do drop sets. A drop set is where you start your reps with a higher weight. If you can't complete your reps that you're supposed to drop it down a little bit and finish out with a lighter weight. The intent, like you're supposed to be uncomfortable, but you're not supposed to be in pain and you're not supposed to struggle. So as long as you can feel your muscles kind of pushing the limit a little bit, you're a little bit uncomfortable. That's where the growth is going to happen. But again, if you pick up that 15 pound weight and you can't finish your 20 reps, like drop it down and finish it out. You're still going to get that, that growth. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that obviously when you work out, there is going to be pain and discomfort. But I think the difference is, are you, f- are you, is, are you still executing with good form? Are mm-hmm. you feeling it where you should be? That's the most important part because once you stop feeling it, once you're just going through the motions because you're like, shit, yeah. it says 20 reps and I need to get to 20 reps. So I'm just going to fling my body around <laughs> until I get there that is when you should reconsider dropping the weight. But yeah. obviously there's definitely going to be discomfort and pain with any type of muscle growth. So don't think that that's a bad sign. Um, so let's talk about muscle soreness Oof. and how you personally deal with that. Do you feel like you found a uh, best method for you that has helped you minimize muscle soreness? I think the muscle soreness has minimized on its own over time just due to my body realizing I'm going to put it under stress and it just has to deal with it. (laughs) But I remember in the beginning, like I literally, I remember my first leg day with you. I legit couldn't even sit down to go to the bathroom. Like I could not, I couldn't even put my pants on. Like I was struggle (laughs) bus, but I think it's something where it really pushes home I I know people say foam rolling, stretching, you know, do all those things. Take a bath with Epsom salt, like do what you need to do. I think everybody's different. For me, I need to do kind of active recovery. So I'm not someone that does well. Like if I just did a heavy lift, if I sit down and I relax the rest of the day, I'm not good. My body doesn't like that. And that's when I get the most soreness. So I recognize like after a hard workout, I do need to walk around a little bit. I need to stay as active as possible um, to just continue that. Um, just to make sure my muscles don't like settle into themselves. I don't know what the technical term is, but that's my advice. Yeah, I love active recovery. I love walking, just a good walk after a very light stroll after a heavy, intense workout to get your blood flowing. I think that's a really, really, really great way to minimize soreness. 
Um, yeah, I think the typical advice people will give you is to do post stretching. Um, and that'll be a little bit more of like static stretching. You can also do dynamic stretching, which is, let's say, lunges. Lunges are a form of dynamic stretching because you're moving while you are stretching rather than just sitting there in a static position. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Epsom salt is a huge one that people say for soreness and foam rolling. What I have personally found that has worked best is active um or sorry dynamic and static stretching those have helped me immensely i like foam rolling when i'm feeling extremely tight i will say it does not help me feel any less sore but it does help any area that any muscle that feels tight or knotted feel a little bit more uh relaxed or released but i i would say for me personally what feels best is when i do a combination of dynamic and static stretching after working out so like right after the workout and then another like another 10 to 15 minute session late at night before bed and that helps me relax as well so that I can get better sleep so I'll say those two things have definitely helped me but it sounds like for me stretching and then for Katie more active recovery like walking right yeah I'm bad at stretching honestly I know I need to do it but Viv actually programmed in stretching days which I think she probably did for all her clients but it felt very personal I was like she knows she knows I'm not stretching but I actually have a stretching question so I've heard I don't know if this is a myth this is truth but I've heard stretching before your workout is not good for you because your muscles aren't warm and it's easier to like hurt yourself which I don't know if you can do stretching but I heard that somewhere. Is that true? Is stretching meant to be after you lift and do activity? Yeah. So they do recommend that you do stretching, like static stretching. So like sitting in a butterfly or sitting in a straddle after your workouts. Um, Hmm. I can't remember the exact science of why stretching before your workout is bad. They say that one, your muscles are, your muscles will be weaker. So I don't know if it's simply because you're, you're, taxing your muscles already during a stretch so when you are going into your workout you've already used some of the energy so now in your workouts you have less energy to actually put forth into your lifts Hmm. um but they just recommend after is better now have i stretched before lift yes have i noticed it affect my lift uh personally no so there's a lot of recommendations out there in the fitness science community um and i always like to try out because I never believe that there's a one size fits all um and I do I'm definitely believe there's truth to what they're saying but I always say hey try it out for yourself see what feels best for you and I think that goes for every advice you hear when it comes to nutrition and fitness um so with that being said I feel like we covered a good amount of just our best tips on working out I know for me the number one thing I emphasize is go slow during your workouts. Make sure you're feeling it in the muscle and don't be afraid to adjust your body positioning in a way that feels that gives you more muscle mind muscle connection. That is like the number one number one thing I want to drive home. Don't get caught up in just hitting the reps or lifting a certain amount of weight. Mind muscle connection over absolutely everything else. What would your last parting words be Katie as I'm stretching over here um I would say trial and error don't be afraid don't be afraid to mess up it's all about figuring out your journey your body what feels good for you like Viv said 
What can you do to maintain your form and to maintain that connection? Very important. Second thing, which we didn't really talk about, um, but my other biggest tip that I've learned is like, put your phone away, put your headphones like away. You don't need those, um, distractions. I would say my best lifts are when I don't have my phone and I don't have my headphones. And I think it's because when you have your phone, um, in between your sets, you're probably distracted. You're taking too much rest time. You're thinking about other things happening in the world. When you're in the gym and you're lifting, that should be what you're focusing on. That should be your number one priority. And I've learned that like not having my phone there is, is the best thing I've done for myself. So those are my two. Yeah, I agree. I know my very, very best lifts are, I will say my best lifts are when I'm so focused on connecting my body to the exercise that I'm doing. Now that doesn't mean you can't have your phone or you can't have music, but just understand that it is a something else that your mind is going to focus on that is going to take away focus from your workout. If you're able to compartmentalize the two, then that's amazing. If you're able to connect back to the exercise when you are doing it, and then when you're resting, you can listen to your music, that's totally fine. Just understand that, I, I, and I will speak for me and Katie because everyone's different, but the best workouts are when we are so in tune with our body, when we were so connected with the exercise, when we really, we felt it, we felt the exercise in every fiber of our muscle, that is when the exercises feel the best. Not not necessarily when we lifted the most or when we burned the most calories, but when we were just so mentally in tune with our bodies and so understand that everything else that isn't the exercise isn't your your mental focus on that exercise is going to be a distraction so you want to minimize those as much as possible now I know a lot of people kind of think oh my god I could never work out without music I could never work out with my phone we're not saying you have to but we are saying if you do really want to hone your focus Try it out for even 10 minutes of your workout. Even just try putting your phone away during the actual lifts. But our message that we want to come across is your focus and your concentration is absolutely everything. So just thank you guys so much, as always, for joining us. We are so excited about season two and to give us or to give you guys all of our best tips do you have any last minute words you want to give our listeners just excited to be back everybody have a great week go out and crush your workouts crush your lives we're excited to be back and I hope I hope having this format and I think putting it in very specific tips and tricks for you guys I hope you write down notes I hope you take it with you and I hope you reach out and tell us how it's going because we'd love to hear from you guys oh yeah take notes whatever resonates with you whatever you think is is good advice take notes so that you can look back and be like oh yeah I forgot about that because you're it's it's really easy to forget about these little things that can make such a big difference so I would say that is really 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 good advice from Katie all right guys so we are gonna leave you with that and I hope you have a wonderful Monday and an incredible week bye guys bye